Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is Chris and I'm joined by Gav. Hello. And Rory. Hello. And we have some exciting news coming up about uh, the IGN podcast in Glasgow. We yeah. do. But we'll come to that in a minute. Okay. We'll kick off with a conversation. Okay. Uh, which you came up with, Gav. Yeah. What has happened this week that's made you want to talk? Well, Sundance Festival is happening. Um, and I've never been to Sundance. I've always wanted to go. Uh, it's one of those like film festivals that always you always see like really interesting films coming out of them. And it always like ever since like I watched the Entourage episode, it seems like all the cool people like literally in the world go to this place. Is it all the cool people though? Or well, we're not there. No, yeah, right. I, it, it, it did, and then Paris Hilton started going, and people right, started okay. saying it's not the same as it used to be. It's not right. as cool as it used okay. to be. Well, I've always I've always wanted to go, so I kind of like watch all the films and stuff and kind of because like sometimes a film will be announced there, you'll never you want to see that film for like three years. Mm. Um, but this year, one of the like I, there's a couple of good films, but one of the ones that everyone is talking about is a film called Swiss Army Man. Um, I'll just read you what it says. Well, I purposely did not look up what this was going to be about. Okay. I'm assuming it's some sort of Inspector Gadget type man who okay. uh, decides <laughs> to fight crime. Okay. So, it's, and who do you think is in it? Um, Michael Caine mm-hmm. as the Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's good. And Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Okay. Fighting crime together. So you probably knew some one bit of it. Okay, here's the plot then. Hank, a man marooned on an island, finds a corpse washed up on the beach and uses it as a tool to get back to the mainland. When the corpse turns out not to be entirely dead, Hank befriends him and must teach him about the world once again. So that doesn't that isn't the thing that everyone's been saying because apparently the corpse farts a lot and has an erection for a lot of the film. Right. So everyone's That's a sure sign. It's sure. the corpse farting movie. Um, and the corpse is Daniel Radcliffe. Is it? Yes. I completely guessed that. I did, did not. You? I did not know. Uh, he, that it, I thought it was a joke. Totally I didn't. Knew. I absolutely didn't know that. Totally new. Wow. Daniel he, Radcliffe is the corpse. Yeah. The boner fart corpse. Yeah. So how does he? How does he? I don't know, man. That's all we're saying. Oh, that's all, that's that's all, all, you gotta watch the film. Okay. There were a lot of walkouts apparently yeah. at the uh, screenings. A lot oh, of people no. came out saying it was great. Yeah. Uh, some people I know walked out of it, and other people what stuck to the end and thought it was terrible. Yeah. Fighting, fighting Radcliffe. There's only so many times you can do that and it'd be funny, I think. I don't know. But maybe it's one of those things where it gets beyond that point where it's not funny anymore and it becomes even funnier. Yeah. The, um, have you seen, I know I always talk about Trainwreck, but there's a film in Trainwreck that stars Daniel Radcliffe and that is a similar thing where it's like, the joke is, it's Daniel Radcliffe. Right. And I kind of wonder if this is a similar thing. That's like at the start of um, Tropic Thunder, you know, when they have all the adverts for the fake movies. Yeah. And there's one where Jack Black is playing like every single family member mm. that all just fart a bunch. Mm. That's exactly what this sounds like, that kind of comedy. But, but then that, Adam Sandler does like Jack and Jill. Where he I was going to say that in terms of like, spoof of um, Eddie Murphy yeah. doing oh, that you know, Yeah, Big Mama, wasn't it? Where, Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. Nutty Professor, yeah. Yeah. But oh. so it's a really weird high concept film. If it's good or not, we don't know because we haven't seen it. But I thought we'd run through some of our favorite high or slash weird concept films. Yeah. Um, so my first one is Speed. Because if you think like if you were pitching that as like, you know. That's not a weird concept. For, no, but for me, like high concept is like something you can pitch in a couple of words in a sentence. You can pitch Speed in a couple of. Of course you can. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. You're saying it's, it's weird if you can pitch it in a couple of seconds. Well, that's that's called being con- focused, It's a high concept. Gavin. Like, you know, it, there's one concept to it that you can explain really easily. Okay. So with speed, there's a bomb on a bus. If it goes above 55, the bu- bus explodes. Yeah. Like, that sounds... Like, in the wrong hands, that could be rubbish, I think. That's true, yeah. And that's what I think is good about, like, like good high-concept films. What do you think makes a good high-concept film, Chris? Uh, what makes a good... What do you think con- makes a good one? Like, because mine for me, it's if it's a good one, it's something that immediately when you hear it, you think that sounds shit, but actually turns out to be okay. No, no, I I, I like a good high concept (laughs) failure. Die hard on a bus, die hard in an ice hockey ring. Die hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. A good high concept movie is one that uh, a concept is one that makes me want to see the film. Okay. 
Um, so, do you prefer speed or the Father Ted spoof of speed? It's very good. I actually just noticed they've taken Father Ted off UK Netflix. Oh, I'm no. I'm fuming about it. Because yesterday I really wanted to watch the one year when that priest comes to visit and he's really into like speed metal. Um, I fucking love him. What's the, what's and, the Father uh, Ted spoof of speed? What, what, uh, it's, what like, it's a bottle of milk float and yeah. it can't go over two miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> They've got these action scenes, but they really happen slow. Like yeah. it drives really slowly into like a group of piled up boxes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Do you know what it really reminds me of? Like, you know, in Ant-Man where you keep seeing like the, uh, it keeps flashing from like the fight on the train yeah. set. It's exactly like that. Yeah, playing with perspective, isn't yeah. it? That one does. Um, but that, you know, I'd probably prefer that. To be honest. I mean, speed, speed when it came out was... Yeah predicted to be a bomb mm. because Keanu Literally. Reeves ah, what, he, he'd done Point Break okay. but even then that that reputation of that film hadn't really grown to what it is now No, and it just sounded like it could be a disaster so it was it was kind of a sleeper hit that year yeah I think it's just as you said in the wrong hands that could have been well, an awful film Speed 2 yeah. yeah well there you go Cruise Control <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, what about you, Rory? What have you got as your first choice? Uh, my first choice for a definitely a bit of a weird high concept film is Pan's Labyrinth. Now, this one, I I saw it as a kid, having no prior knowledge to what it was about. I read the synopsis on the TV guide, and I was like, oh, a girl, you know, getting lost in a magical world, obviously in a bit of a, a turmoil in the real world. So I thought I'd give it a watch. And wow, that thing gets really weird really fast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's It was the first time I, as a kid I ever saw that kind of interpretation of fairy tales and parables, but in such a dark, twisted way. Like some of the scenes in that really messed me up for like quite a while because mm. I wasn't expecting it at all. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just, it was one of the, the darkest films I'd seen at that age. So I mean, It's almost like the director's trademark is to have these bursts of violence, just one or two per film, but then for them to be really, really shocking. Oh, yeah. Uh, quite hardcore violence, actually, mm. that, that you're not really expecting. But how old were you when you watched it? Um, oh, early teens. Mm. So it was pretty bad. It, it, it's exactly, the, as you said, it's that mix between really weird creatures doing terrifying things and then just little bursts of just extremely mm. graphic scenes where, uh, you know, prior to watching that film, I would have expected the camera to cut away and kind of the implication of the violence to be there. But nope, it's just like straight on some guy getting his face smashed in with a bottle or something really horrific. Yeah. Yeah. like that mm. but yeah that, that really was one of the weirdest films I'd seen have you seen age. The Devil's Backbone I haven't no watch that yeah you like that similar vibe or yeah and, and I, I spoke to him about it once it's the film he made before uh, Spanish language film he made before that and um, he said that he sees it. it's about a little boy in an orphanage mm -hmm. and he says that he sees in his mind the two characters as not literally brothers and sisters but they are kind of soulmates yeah. and so it's like a really good companion piece to okay. Pan's Labyrinth so yeah if you like that check it out Cool. And we'll it's le less fantastical. Okay. What's on your list, Chris? Uh, uh, first one is one I'm sure you guys have seen, being John Malkovich. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, actually. 1993. Do you know about it? No. Nope. Okay. Um, Blow my mind. Okay, this, this is this is the IMDb uh, synopsis. Okay. Uh, a puppeteer discovers a portal that leads literally into the head of the movie star John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so God, you, you never heard of this <laughs> so John Cusack plays yeah he's a guy who ends up in John Malkovich's head whenever he goes through this little door in his office okay and then he kind of he's in Malkovich's body for like a certain period of time and then he gets kicked out and, and ends up on the by the side of the highway okay Yep. I've, I've watched it's it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's Charlie Kaufman wrote it and Spike Jones directed it. I don't know if you know Spike Jones. I don't know Spike yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of the movie that put him on the map. It's so good. Um, I can't believe it's like 93. Yeah. And it was a hard film to get made. They um, they wrote it. The initial script didn't have... There was no John Malkovich in it. And then he came <laughs> up with that concept and Spike Jones got on board. And Francis Ford Coppola really liked it. Yeah. And helped them get Malkovich. But the boss of New Line, who was going to buy it... Uh, he said to them, why the F can't it be called being Tom Cruise? <laughs> but as they said, that was the only person they ever wanted. Like, he's yeah. such an enigma and such a mysterious yeah. kind of person yeah. that he seemed perfect. And also, they said that it just... Because they, they, his name gets said a lot in the film, and it sounds quite nice saying his name. Yeah. But... um. It's a really weird film. It's a brilliant, it's a quite brilliant film. But um, You really like it, Rory. He, he was worried about doing it, Malkovich was, because he said, he said, I'm effed either way. My if it's bad, my name's above the title and it's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's good, people will kind of only ever see me as that character. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a really interesting film. And it, I think it won a couple of Oscars as well. Yeah. 
I think screenplay. So yeah, ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So Whoa. that's when weird works. Yeah, I've got a weird one. I mean, depending on how you look at it, works or not. Uh, the Human Centipede first sequence. Okay. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll read out the IMDb thing. Yeah, a okay. mad scientist kidnaps and mutilates a trio of tourists in order to reassemble them into a human centipede created by stitching their mouths to each other. Like, if, it's one of these things that like, if you explain it to someone, they pretty much make up their mind instantly. Whether but it's, or not they it, want, that, that they film I felt like, like was kind of the product of the popularity of the Saw films and like, the, the momentary popularity of those really shock horror films where mm-hmm. it was just... Like at one time, the Saw films were like, "Oh man, have you seen the latest Saw film?" Someone has to dive into a pit of syringe. It was like the the horribleness. Yeah. So when Human Centipede came around, there's like people sewn together in a big line of mess. <laughs> like that was kind of the appeal. You're like, "Oh, that kind of like whole can't look away thing." Like you, it sounds horrible, but you kind of want to go and see it and see yeah. why it's happening and that sort of thing. But oh, I, did you think it works? I thought it was all right. I didn't really like it. I became a bit obsessed with it because it, it was playing at Fright Fest a few years ago mm. and we all got the brochures. Every time I was at the Phoenix, the bar we go to and they've got the brochures there because they sponsor the, the festival. You'd always you'd always grab someone when they'd had a few drinks and say, read that. Yeah. That's the synopsis. And so we, we all got a bit obsessed with it, me and my friends. And then I didn't really realise I was going to become quite good friends with Tom. Okay. He's been around my house. The guy who directed it, yeah. Yeah, he wrote and directed it. Um, he's obviously done three of these films now. Friends with his sister who produced it. Um, the I wouldn't let him run my house. I'd be afraid, just in case he... He sows you to another human. Yeah. He's, he's a really, really good bloke. Okay. He's really funny. Um, he... For me, he's he's an artist first and foremost. His okay. paintings are pretty sick as well. He does like <laughs> paintings with dog poo and and like um, he, uh, what, period he, blood and things like that. So he paints with them. Yeah, he does stuff. Yeah, he's he's out to shop. I thought you meant he paints them. And, and I really <laughs> think shop Rory. <laughs> and I really think you know, knowing him as well as I do, even though he won't properly admit it, I think it's all a big joke. Okay. To him, this has been a piece of performance art where he's just seen how far he can push this. Yeah. How seriously when people are willing to take it? How much money he can make off the back of it? Yeah, you know, it ended up in South Park. It ended up in yeah. um, <laughs> that's a great Family episode. Guy. Yeah, uh, it ended up becoming this pulp culture phenomenon. Yeah, and I swear that behind the scenes, he's just Joking he's just laughing. It, yeah. uh, I, I've seen the other two films. I've actually reviewed the second film on the site. Yeah, it's probably the worst film I've ever reviewed. <laughs> And me and him did have to have a chat about that because it was I was worried we were going to not be friends anymore. But um, that's good. Was, that's good for people who say you know because some people think that if if you're good friends with somebody you can't be like objective towards a thing and sure. like you obviously well anyone that thinks that guy. read my human centipede two review because I gave it both barrels. I thought it was I thought it was disgusting. Yeah, I thought it was foul and thought it was shouldn't have been made. And then mm. the third one is a bit more broad. The comedy in the third one, okay, um, it all gets a bit self referential and um, referential rather, and it, I don't know it disappears up its own. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think the first one's a really interesting movie, and I agree. It's. it's uh, do you want to know where the concept came from? I do. Yeah, I absolutely do. This a is, visit with you to the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting. Um, him and his friends were sitting around talking about what they would do to a paedophile if they ever got hold of a paedophile. Right. And they said that the, what they thought would be the ultimate punishment is to sew the paedophile's mouth to a dog's anus. And then off the back of that, it just got him thinking about, oh, that's an idea for a horror film. And you it's, know, good, it's good punishment. Yeah, you know the the the, the, the poor dog, the though. villain in it. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, yeah. I think that's why he changed it yeah. to, a to a human, much yeah. less cruel. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the the the, um, the 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 villain is is a German doctor slash scientist, yeah. and you know, uh, for him, he sees some of it as his reaction to what the Germans did to the Dutch yeah. during World War Two. Eh, this and that, like he, he says, there's deeper meaning, but I think he's just taking the mic. I think like there was a lot about the film, even though it's obviously it's you know it's got this big disgusting thing in the center of it. I didn't actually think it was as bad as like some of the Saw films. I actually think it's handled really well, and I think like it's really smart as well in the sense of like you've got I don't know why I think this is smart but having someone who doesn't speak English at the front of the sequence in mm. the first one like there was something about that that made it really strange yeah. definitely an interesting barrier like, yeah. I, I don't know because I think like it's really hard to act that I, I feel like if it was one of the American girls at the front mm. it would have mm. it would have been a lot shitter how did they shoot that film do they have to cast the people in between yeah yeah you, what do well, you mean I, my, I, like I, I could have got was my someone bro- playing the part of like man number two yeah yeah, like, yeah. In- I could have got my brother a role <laughs> in part two and his wife because my brother was an actor and his wife uh, 
wouldn't let him. Oh. She said, no way. What if he's at the front? That's not, fine. Not, 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 that my brother, that? not that I think my brother would have wanted to do it. But yeah, they had to do a casting call. Because as the films, you know, the sequels, there's more and more people in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in the line. So mm. they had to get more and more people that would, didn't mind doing that. So, yeah, but there's some... There's some weird fetish fetishes out there. Uh, but yeah, I think the first film is good fun. I yeah. don't think it's brilliantly made, actually. Okay. I, I think it's a little bit amateurish. Mm. Um, but it's a fun... It's, it's an interesting film. It's, it's yeah. it, You know, and if you don't take it too seriously... Yeah. I guess it's worth a watch. What else on your list, Chris? Uh, my next one is a film called Boxing Helena. I haven't seen this. Which I'm guessing Rory hasn't seen as nope. well. <laughs> So uh, excited to learn. Actually, that might be the wrong year for being John Malkovich. So okay. ignore ignore me writing that. Right. Uh, Boxing Helena, nineteen ninety three. Okay, definitely then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, directed by Jennifer Lynch, who's David Lynch's daughter. Okay. And the setup, the synopsis is: a surgeon becomes obsessed with the seductive woman he once was in an affair with, refusing to accept that she has moved on. He amputates her limbs and holds her captive in his mansion. Literally puts her in a box, so it's why it's called Boxing Helena. Ah, I assumed it was some sort of physical combat. Now the reason I was it starred Julian Sands, who's a pretty terrible actor, and Sherilyn Fenn, who was my biggest crush at the time. I was madly in love with her. She was Audrey in Twin Peaks at the time. Did you love her enough to put her in a box? Well, because there was the 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 film got like an NC seventeen rating initially in America, so it it seemed like it was going to be a bit sexier than it was. Yeah, but it actually became quite. (laughs) Infamous. That's not very sexy. Um, because Madonna was initially cast in it and she pulled out and then right. Kim Bassinger was cast in it and then she pulled out. And um, she got sued for $8 million and went bankrupt, Kim Bassinger, because she lost the case. So it became this big wow. this big movie. And it's like, oh yeah, the movie's so bad and, the, and so shocking that she couldn't do it. And yeah. then you watched it and it was like, nah, this just isn't very good. Right. And it has the ultimate... Uh, I don't want to spoil it in case anyone wants to watch it, but yeah, you can guess it. it's got the ultimate cop out ending, which we've all written when we've written stories when we were a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, and they actually did it in a movie. No way. Uh, if you think that's what happened, but I, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, and it's got a um, 19% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty bad. But yeah, man loves one man chops her arms and legs off to keep her in a box. Who doesn't love that? Yeah. That sounds great. Rory, what's your second? My uh, second weird concept film is actually one of my favorite films of all time, which is uh, Spirited Away, Mm. the Studio Ghibli film. Uh, I think this is a pretty interesting one to talk about because uh, it... It is a weird film, but a lot of the weirdness from it, I think, comes from the cultural differences between the Japanese audience and Western audiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the things that to them is realistic is complete fantasy to us. Like one of the one of the scenes that uh, people talk about a lot is one where the lead character has to bathe. Uh, she gets a job at a bathhouse and has to bathe like this horrible slime monster sort of thing. So it comes in, it goes into the bath and, you know, you have all this boiling water pouring down and the lead character finds, uh, she finds like a little hook in, in his side. She starts pulling on it and all this grunge and horrible slime stuff comes out and it's like bursting everywhere, like, oh, like all this pus and mm. grim stuff. And eventually she pulls out a bicycle and the bicycle comes flying out and there's like a big explosion and the monster turns into like a weird old man dragon thing that whispers thank you and then disappears. To watch that as a child, you have no idea what's going on. It looks beautiful. It well, looked incredible. To me, that's not weird because if you've ever seen my dad wash, it's actually not that similar. <laughs> Pull the bike out of him this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't call my mum that. <laughs> um, but then uh, if you actually read up about the film, that was all about uh, the director himself uh, being a kid cleaning up a public river and of course in Japan uh, the rivers and parks and trees and things like that they all have spirits so uh, when he was a kid he was cleaning up a, a public river and him and his friends pulled a bike out of it with a wire and that was essentially that in a much more you know fantasized wow. form yeah. That's interesting. and as soon as you learn that you're like oh okay I totally understand this yeah. it's not entirely as weird as I thought it was mm. but um, I think it is it's really cool to see a film that is definitely weird in a sense but then maybe when you learn a bit more about it it's not as actually as weird as you thought it was quite yeah. magical yeah absolutely it, it, do you think it's the best studio Ghibli film uh, I think it's one of the best mm. I'm a big Princess Mononoke fan sure and yeah. some of the other ones if Ponyo's people wanted great. to start though which what film do you think they should start with uh, that is a good one. Yeah. It's it's one of the weirder ones. So prepare mm. to just go on the journey. It doesn't hurt reading up a little bit about it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or Princess Mononoke. Or if you're feeling really brave and you like crying, uh, Grave of the Fireflies okay. is a great one. 
I like Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle, again, fantastic movie. Uh, I watched Grave of the Fireflies for the first time at university. I was out partying and got back, I think, at half three in the morning. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cook chicken dippers. So I started cooking chicken (laughs) dippers, put on the TV, and uh, it, w- uh, it was on the, the TV. And I was like, oh, amazing anime. So I sat down. I was like eating chicken dippers at like three in the morning. I had no idea what this film was. Then what, two and a half hours later, it was just me eating chicken dippers, crying like <laughs> while the sun rose. That movie is so sad. I think it's one of the saddest films I've ever seen in my mm. whole life. I'm going to check that it out. Is, I haven't seen that. It is soul crushing, but yeah. beautiful. Really, really fantastic film. Okay. But Spirited Away, definitely one of the weirder ones. Okay. My other one is Dog Soldiers. Seen that? No. Okay. So a routine military exercise goes wrong when the soldiers encounter a werewolf. Okay. So, like, when I, when I, I think I saw it at uni and was kind of sort of skeptical about it because there's, there can be really rubbish British horror films or there can be really good ones. But this I really, really liked and it had a really good cast and I think it has one of the best werewolf changing scenes What about like, ever. Is it Werewolf in London? Werewolf in London is really, really good. This is this is definitely up there because it uses a lot of like prosthetics and like real. What about Teen Wolf? Like that. Huh? Well, I don't know. It's good, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it sounds like a film that could be rubbish and could be on yeah. ITV. But I thought it was really good. I think it's definitely cool to see a war film kind of thrown yeah. into supernatural. Like you don't yeah. really see that a lot. Like yeah. with war films, like having a bit of a you know alien vibe to them. Like, well, that, I really like like sort really cool. of British squaddies. In films, like sometimes I think it would be really good. Like I really like like the bit in Twenty Eight Days Later when they encounter like Christopher Eck- Eccleston. Mm. Like sometimes it can be quite funny. God, it's and a werewolf! Someone it, shoot there you it! Go. There it's, you go. it's cast yeah. very well. Yeah, no, it's great. It's my favourite of Neil Marshall's <laughs> films. And actually, Paul, Hi- I forgot his Neil Marshall. Mm-hmm. His first movie, yeah. uh, and then uh, Paul Hyatt, who did the effects, now directs movies. He's just done his own werewolf movie called Howl. Awesome. Yeah, which is a, a, a horror film set on a train. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, no, Dog Soldiers is not. Dog Soldiers is a blast. Yeah, really, really good. Um, I've gone horror. Now, I didn't really want to go down a completely surreal route. Okay. But this is as surreal as I'm going to get with my choices. Mm. And it's the 2010 movie Rubber. Mm. Uh, have you seen Rubber, Rory? This is good. It is good. Okay. You'll like this, Rory. So, uh, the synopsis from IMDb is a homicidal car tyre. Discovering it has destructive psionic powers, sets its sights on a desert town. Once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession. Oh, I love it so much. So it's basically a tower, a tire that rolls along. Uh, a tire that looks a little bit like this. For anyone watching the video, oh, yeah. awesome. My little bit of uh, show and tell merchandise, which is the actual tire. Well, not the actual one. Um, so this tire becomes uh, sentient. Okay, becomes telepathic and goes on a killing spree. Yeah. Just by rolling down the street. Well, if it... Wrong through the desert. Is the only way to beat it, to hit it on its side, and then it's rendered useless, surely? You have to watch the film to find that out. It's directed by uh, a French director called Quentin... um, What is his name? Dupieux? And he is actually Mr. Oizo, or Ozio. I'm not really sure how you pronounce that. But he had a hit with Flat Eric's song. Do you remember that? Flat Beat. Yeah. Absolutely not. It was a Levi's advert. Okay. It was a number one single. Anyway... (laughs) Um, it is weird. I actually didn't like it. It's okay. It's, it's like a satire of B-movies and mm-hmm. horror movies and the Hollywood output that we all sit through. You know, it takes the mick out of audiences watching. It takes the mick out of you as an audience member watching this film itself. Yeah. But I just didn't think it was as clever as it thinks it is. I don't think it, like, in the bits where it tries to, like, really be funny, I don't think it's very funny. And I think that's my problem with it because like yeah. I, I wanted to watch it because another one which I was going to put on you but I didn't was Christine because I guess that's based on the Stephen King thing because another thing like you know a car killing people it's fair enough just a tyre killing people even worse but um, again like, like you say that was one where I heard the concept and yeah. thought I have to see that Yeah, and how the hell have they done that and turns out not that well but um, <laughs> it's the same like in the last couple of years we've had some like alright ones with like Locke with like Tom, like people, you know, Tom Hardy in a car. No, mm-hmm. was that Lock? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like buried with um, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, as well. Like it's one of these things where you watch and you think, oh, I want to see how they've actually made this interesting. Yeah, like Phone yeah. Booth is a really good one as well. Yeah, um, I thought Buried was brilliant. Mm. 
to do an action action sequence in a coffin. Mm. But yeah, uh, rubber, rubber, rubber. But that's uh, that's all we got. That's just some of them. Is, is that all? Sorry, no, it was three each. So no, surely... no, no. I think you'll find two to three each. Uh, two yeah. to three each. Man, two to three each two. Really I have one for you though because I didn't actually put it in okay. because it's a short. But I thought about it a lot. And it's available on YouTube. So it's Superstar, the Karen Carpenter song. Okay. A Todd Solondz film from 1987. It's only 43 minutes long. But he decided to tell the, the very tragic story of Karen Carpenter using uh, Ken and Barbie dolls. She, she died of anorexia. And it's absolutely haunting. And it's quite brilliant. Like, you think, oh, that sounds tasteless. But yeah. it's very clever about the body image of women and, and, okay. and how that affected her. And, and he cleverly kind of whittles down the Barbie doll to get thinner and thinner as the film goes on until oh. she dies. Richard Carpenter, her brother, didn't like it, didn't like the way he was portrayed. And because they didn't have the rights to the songs, he got it banned. So right. you can't watch it. But it's oh. been on this one I just watched. has been on YouTube for four years. Oh, okay. No so, I'm not suggest- say, yeah, so I'm not suggesting anyone go and watch it. But if you're interested, yeah, oh, that's messed up. Awesome. Well, we'll. I guess those are our favourite ones, and we'll have to wait and see if Swiss Army Man is any good or not. So, moving on to some stupendous stuff, Chris. Yes, as sort of we trailed on a previous show, uh, we're going back to Glasgow to be part of the Glasgow Film Festival. Oh, the lovely people there have kindly invited us back again to Drygate to the brewery yeah. where a year ago we did a podcast. I thought uh, you guys were banned. Dan, <laughs> Dan, Gav, uh, myself, and Mark Miller uh, took to the stage to talk for way too long, yeah. like a, nearly two hours, yeah. about absolute nonsense. And by the end, it might have been a little bit slurry. We'll be more professional this year. It's starting earlier and it's finishing. <laughs> it's starting earlier and it's finishing earlier. So if you are interested uh, and can get yourself to Glasgow or live in, live in Scotland and fancy it, um, it's February the 24th at 6.30 sharp. Um, we'll put a link to it in the podcast story cool. although tickets have been on sale already and I right. know they're selling fast um, but from 6.30 to 7.30 we'll do our show cool. then there'll be um, we'll, everyone will get kicked out and then if you are interested there's a screening afterwards of a documentary called Man vs. Snake uh, which is something that we've kind of teamed up with the, the festival to put on it's a really good doc about yeah. the video game Nibbler from the early 80s and a man who was the first guy to get a billion dollars on any a billion dollars sorry a billion points on any video game awesome and then what's happened since and the fact that he's lost this record and he's trying again and it's a little bit like the King of Kong awesome. Billy Mitchell's even in it oh. um, but it's a really really uh, good documentary so make a night of it we'll be in the bar all Sounds night anyway cool. uh, to hang out there's a deal as well right so we're you have to buy tickets but there's a deal you can buy both isn't that right? I don't really understand the deal. That's I think what. there is, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there is. You can either buy one or both, or one or the other one or both. Yeah. But, yeah. And I'll do a little, just, just to save the festival itself, yeah. give them a bit of support. Uh, they've got more than 170 film screening, Damn. including Hail Caesar, Zootropolis, High Rise, Green Room, loads of um, sort of retro films they're showing, Rose of the Lost Ark, Science of the Lambs, <gasps> Con Air. Cool. All in special locations. Yeah. Con Air, you're being bust. I think they're dressing up in jumpsuits and you're bust. Yes. To somewhere to oh, watch it. Oh, that sounds amazing. Do you guys need actually, like yeah, a roadie or something? I'll come along and just carry <laughs> the gear. And they've got bizarrely, they've got a David Bowie season that they actually programmed oh, wow. a while ago. Oh, okay. that's good. Um, they've got um, network showing at BBC Scotland. Yeah, I reckon that'll be wicked. Like uh, in the actual offices and stuff. If they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And um, science fiction films at the Planetarium. Okay. I can't remember which one. Yeah, some really good ones. Have you and also. Fright Fest is there for the three nights after the podcast, mm. so they got some great films screening, including a lot that we've talked about already this year. Awesome! So yeah, hopefully it's we'll huge see a lot this of year. There. Like I was just looking through the brochure, like they've got so much good stuff. Yeah, there. it's well worth the weekend. And Glasgow yeah. is a beautiful town, and we had such fun last year. Yeah. So yeah, come join us. Come party with us. Awesome, Rory. What have you put here, guys? What would you say if I could tell you your commute could take one minute? Yes. Yes, yes please. Yes, I would, say, I would just say the word yes. Well, that might one day be a possibility okay. because construction has been approved on Elon Musk's Hyperloop. So do you guys know what the Hyperloop is? Absolutely not. Essentially, if you've ever seen an episode of Futurama, mm. yeah. the tubes they travel oh, around in, yeah. think that, but essentially combined with the bullet train. So it's essentially a train full of people that they fire <laughs> through a tube at almost reaching the speed of sound. <clears throat> Right. to get you to different destinations. That yeah. sounds amazing. It's already, they've, they've already started filling out the permits for construction. In London? Not in London. The no. first one's going to be in California. It's going to yeah, be about okay. one to five miles. Okay. But 
they said it should uh, be able to take you to Los Angeles to San Francisco in 30 minutes. That's awesome. Unbelievable. Wow. And they've, they've already started. The, the, the permits have been signed, I think. So construction should begin hopefully in 2016. No way. But imagine, imagine that if that was like the new standard of transport. How would it work though? Like if, if you're on a train mm-hmm. and surely like by the time it speeds up, it'd have to slow down straight away. Like, that seems dangerous. The, the, I think it's some sort of propulsion system, so the train is literally fired off from a starting point. But I don't understand how your faces aren't ripped off of your bodies. I'm sure there's some sort of technology in place to stop that from happening. Yeah. But um, it seems like it is actually going to be a possible thing. And in hopefully 2017, people should be able to ride an actual Hyperloop. Imagine how insane that would be in London if you could just get on a train and get shot to the office. That'd be amazing. It would be incredible. Yeah, this the, like I love our new office, but the commute is a pain oh, it's in killing the me. ass. Mm. Like I was in this morning at, by eight o'clock because I just couldn't be bothered trying to get in for half nine when we're meant to start work because it's just so bonkers. Yeah, in I was London. in at nine and that's a lot for um, me. Yeah. I was in at 9.35. Oh. How was your commute? Mr. Easy commute. It's okay. <laughs> I can't really complain that much. It's five minutes longer than it used to be. You got the hyperloop, didn't which you? Which is why I'm five minutes late, because I can't, I can't adjust. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Imagine Chris comes in on the hyperloop and your hair is just, <laughs> just jet backwards. What hair? That's the most exciting bit of news uh, I've heard this year. So yeah. thank you, Rory. No problem. Well, you haven't heard this net yet. Oh, okay. We're going to up each other. I've got some information on... I love Liam Neeson. Okay, we um, all do. I found Neeson's. I think you'll find Liam it is. <laughs> I love Liam, Liam Neeson's. Neeson's. <laughs> He's my shit. Yeah. Um, but I found. Uh, I, I watched a lot of like nature documentaries on YouTube. I found loads of them that I didn't like. I barely. I watched YouTube for like small clips and things like that. But it's only like recently I've started watching like documentaries. You sent me a really good documentary the other day mm-hmm. um, about. Oh, I can't remember his name. But one of Spielberg's mates, the original maniac, yeah, um, which is it's awesome. It's like really, really good. Really it's like there's all these amazing documentaries on uh, on YouTube, and I watched one because I just fancied watching the other day, and which is called Nature Snow Monkeys, <laughs> and it was narrated by Liam Neeson's. <laughs> Um, it was just brilliant. So it was a documentary about. <laughs> so I'll give you. I'll give you the blurb. In a place called Hell Valley, high in the Japanese Alps, a troop of snow monkeys clings together for warmth and support in the frigid mornings of early winter. They get important help from the hot springs in the valley, fed by warm volcanic waters. But the survival is a communal effort in a complex society of rank and privilege, where each knows their place. It's amazing. Yeah, but is he in it or is he just narrating oh, it? Right there. So he's, he's not going to be in it. He's not going to live with the snow monkeys for an This is essentially just a bloke standing in a booth reading out lines. It, yeah, but it's, it's essentially, to... but it, it really feels like he's part of that world. Um, is this like the grey <laughs> snow monkeys? <laughs> but it's just, it, his voice is perfect for it because you have these like monkeys and you have like the tiny ones, then you have like this one guy and there's this one bit where he just goes, uh, every all the guys and girls are around, but there's one particular guy and what he likes to do is just hang out in the hot springs with all the women and if anyone comes over to try and hang out with the women, um, he sort of gets a bit arsy with them. Even when like kids come over, he's like, just leaves kids and stuff like that. And without even trying, Liam Neeson telling you this, it's just really, really funny. You just imagine him being the voice of the monkey? Uh, yeah, basically. I uh, see. I think it should be Bill Nye. Yeah, that'd be he really did make he did the meerkat one, didn't he? Is it oh, meerkat mansion? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite funny at those kinds of things. I think that's really good. I love the infamous one with with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, he's. <laughs> He, Did you um, do it on purpose? I thought it unintentionally. Uh, where he can say penguins. Oh, yeah. That okay. one is amazing. Oh, I got to send it to you. Yeah. It's, he did a whole documentary on penguins and he can't say penguins. Oh, my God. So he calls them penguins. He's like he? pinglings and ping- no, penguins. Penguins. <laughs> but someone's done like a super penguins. cut of it. And it's like, how did, how did it get to the point awesome. where someone's like, should we tell him? And it's like, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Him? It's too late. He's been doing it for 20 minutes. That's how you tell someone they've been pronouncing the word penguin <laughs> Pinglings. <laughs> it's really hard though. Like I guess because I've had to like um, like produce like comedians and stuff doing voiceovers before, and it's really hard when they can't say something because you go, "Oh, you're saying," uh, I think it was like Fortnite and Fortnite or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, you're saying Fortnite, not Fortnite," and they're like, "Oh, okay, no worries, I'll do it now." So next Fortnite, I. <laughs> He said Fortnite again, there, didn't you? Instead of Fortnite, so let's let's try that again. Say it again, say it again. And like it was like six or seven times, and I was like, I don't know. 
how I can tell them that they're saying Fortnite again without insulting them and myself. <laughs> so I was like, it's gonna have to go in as Fortnite, isn't it? Uh, have you guys <laughs> not have any words that you like that you ever found out that you were saying wrong for a long period of time? Um, there was one word, but only because my mum had taught it to me wrong. Okay, and she still does it incorrectly. And when I correct her, she gets actually annoyed with me. Yeah, but she says frustrating rather than frustrating. Flust- That's kind of cute though. It's like 12. you're flustered and frustrated. It's like she That's invented a word because you would be really frustrated Flust- by her saying it or frustrated like, or frustrated. Yeah, she just gets annoyed if I bring it up. Yeah, um, the funniest story I heard like that was um, who's the guy that plays Christian Grey, Jamie Dornan? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was on, uh, I think it was it was Graham Norton, and he was saying it wasn't actually a word; it was it was an action. Right. But he was saying when he got the role, they asked him if he could dance because there's a dance scene. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, of course I can dance," because he wanted the role. <laughs> and he said, "I can't dance at all." And he said, "Not only that, but I'm." I'm really bad at walking and everyone, and everyone else on the show was like what and he goes yeah like my friends have taken the mick out of me my whole life like I don't really know how to walk and it looks it looks really stupid and and, and, they were, and Nort was like show us and so yeah that's he walked really badly like really stiffly what and so he went to this dance thing and the woman said well show us some dancing and he couldn't do it and then, and then she, said, walk like she said is that, is that how you walk and he's like yeah and she said do it again so he walks again and he said he was really he thought he was going to lose the part and mm. she said you know you're supposed to go heel to toe heel to toe and he goes what and he said no one had ever told me that you go heel to toe so I was just going toe the whole time he's just dancing your hands so as soon as I knew that I can, I can walk I can walk normally now but he said no one had ever told me and they're like no one should have to tell you you're, you're, you're making me think mental. way too much about it though I know yeah. as soon as it's over I'm not going to be able to walk Tr- to the door <laughs> yeah. but the trouble is he thinks he's got it sorted now but certainly when I've watched The Falling or when you see him he st- I know and him, him walking and running he doesn't know how to do it it's really bad that's awesome that's so anyway, watch it. look out for Jamie Dornan walking yeah Jamie Dornan walking Liam Neeson in the Snow Monkeys Snow documentary Monkey. <laughs> Um, I had a bit of a chat this week with uh, Adam McKay, awesome. uh, director of Anchorman, Step Brothers, uh, writer of Ant Man, and The Big Short, which mm. is hot favourite now to win the Best Picture Oscar because it, it. it won the PGA Award, the Producers Award. Yeah. So, um, really cool guy. Really like talking to him, but. Rather than ask him about something that is in production, I asked okay. about something that's not even rumoured. Uh, Step Brothers. I know a lot of people love Step Brothers. I absolutely love it. Including yeah. you guys. So I asked him if there could ever be a sequel to it because it does feel like a film that's reputation has grown and, and popularity has grown since it came out. Yeah. And he said, not right now, but maybe in the future. And I kind of pitched him, well, how about you leave it a long time and have them as really old men in old folks' home? Mm. I stumbled on something. His reply was, um, we were actually kicking around that as one of the ideas. That's so awesome. That is a really good idea as well. That is a good idea. It would be hilarious to see those two. As he said, the older they get, the funnier it'll be that they're acting like children. Um, So, yeah, I hope maybe we'll get a cut of that. I mean, he, what he said did inspire me to say it. In the, so, like, I didn't really get it on my own. But I just thought that was a really interesting idea. I think that's brilliant, yeah. And he was saying that he it's his favourite of his films because of how nasty and weird and aggressive yeah. and unhinged it is. And I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. It's like so many things happen in that film that shouldn't be put in a mainstream movie yeah. or you could maybe get away with one or two but every five minutes it's something it's, it's quite yeah. funny because even my memories of the film I anytime someone talks to me about Step Brothers I'm like oh yeah it's that quite just like bubbly fun comedy yeah. and then you're like oh yeah he wiped his ball sack on a drum kit yeah. in, on camera like you forget about these little moments that yeah. absolutely are just it's, it's so less shocking. like a cohesive film and more like a series of sketches Definitely. Like, but, yeah. but it works so well yeah, yeah. but they worked together really well yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the commitment of the two actors is, <laughs> yeah. is impressive it is really yeah. good I'd, li- I'd like to see him because like, it's really there's not many times where people have dressed up as old people to be funny and it's actually been funny yeah um, I don't think no. I think I kind of like Spike Jones dressing up as an old person in the Jackass film. Yep. I quite I think that's quite funny. But at other times, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I agree. So, yeah, let's wait. Let's wait and have that in 20 years' time. That'd be awesome, yeah. Mm. <laughs> right, so I've got a thing this week. Because like, I do this in the car. I play this game in the car um, with people. And I thought we could play it on the podcast. And I did it to Cooper earlier. And he actually said, Chris, that uh, a previous IGN UK quiz, that, you, that you'd actually done this mm-hmm. as well. So I thought we could yeah, play it. Yeah, this is what I think it is. I think it is, yeah. We have done it, yeah. Awesome. So it's 
Rory definitely hasn't done this, no. and he likes games, so okay. this is good. So IMDb have bonkers keywords for their films, like really strange things. So they sometimes they're super vague. Uh, it wouldn't be like, if you were talking about Jaws, it wouldn't be like shark film. It would be something, a tiny film, and like something like uh, character eats pears and things like that. Like some of them are really, really strange. Um, and I love reading them out. Because uh, like every film has about 150 because you can submit your own. Um, I love reading them out and seeing if people can guess, guess what the film, film is from the keyword. So let's do it. We've got five films here. And I thought we could do this maybe like... See how it goes and maybe do it and set up a little league between us as well. Ooh, okay. Um, as a little competition. We don't do like quizzes and stuff on this enough, I don't We don't, feel. we don't. Um, so this is film number one. Krupa, out of all these, only guessed one film. Okay. How many keywords do we get? You get 10 keywords. Okay. And they go from like really vague. Random to more pretty, specific. Are, pretty, these, pretty are, are these quite well-known films? They're really well-known films. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is, now, this is film number one. Shout out whenever you think you've got it, right? There's a competition between me and Chris. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Title spoken by character. No opening credits. Brother-sister relationship. Pop in a champagne cork. <laughs> you can have multiple guesses as well. Rain. Tongue. Tongue? Microscope. Lifting an adult into the air. Jurassic Park? Yes. What? Nice. That's good. Okay. I'm so <laughs> I swear I swear I was thinking Jurassic Park at one point and then there was something that really threw me off. I think it was tongue, weirdly, that I Yeah? I what guess that one. Oh, okay. Okay. So I might good. lose this. Chris, you got three points for that. Okay, that's great. Don't news. understand it's, the scoring system. This is film this is film number two. Okay. okay. Based on a novel. Anti hero. Cult movie cast. Science of the Lambs? No. Villain played by lead actor. Who? V- Villain played by okay. lead actor. Not lead actor. <laughs> lead actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's an oddly specific keyword. <laughs> Beer chested male. Chainsaw murder. Hostel? No. No. Mansion. I know. Cocaine snorting. Scarface. Yeah. So another three points for Chris. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the underdog here. Krupa got that one on Chainsaw Murder. Yeah, I actually Chainsaw got Chainsaw Murder. murder. Um, Horrible scene. Okay. Film number three. Critically acclaimed. Sister-sister relationship. Friendship. Dance-off. Terrorism. White chicks. <laughs> Hit with a hammer. Outrunning explosion. Blue-skinned alien. Avatar? Nope. Talking animal. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes! Yes! Uh, Nice! Hit with a hammer? When is that? I was getting obsessed with sister-sister relationships. (laughs) So was I. Rory, that's two points for you. Why did I only get two if Chris got three for the first one? Oh, for God's sake, Rory. (laughs) I don't even have to ask. It's the amount of clues you get it in. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> there was a nicer way to advise me of the scoring system. <laughs> I just guessed it. I didn't know what had to tell me. It's like, it's like not being told how to walk. <laughs> okay, film number four. Penguins. <laughs> Rivalry. Deceit. Hairy chest. Telling someone to shut up. <laughs> Killing an animal. Audience. Flintlock pistol. Actor playing dual role. Rubber ball. Human duplication. Mm-hmm. I have zero idea what this is. Is that all the clues? The prestige? That's all of them. Yeah! <laughs> Very good. Nice. I got like dirt all points though for it. No, you got one point. It's fine. Ah, okay. It's fine. So it's currently at six, three. Why have like all of these films had hairy chest as a tag? It's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just like it. So six, three. So Rory, you could take this for this. Week, okay, okay. If I just get this oh, one man. really fast. This is, this is the last. This is the last one. I can't lose Rory. <laughs> doesn't even understand the scoring system. <laughs> I'm just saying films. Here we go. Adoption. Hidden camera. Character name and title. 
The Visit. No. Innocence Lost. Insurance Agent. Juno. No. Spatial Loop. Looper. No. <laughs> Storm at Sea. Fear of Water. Jaws. The Perfect Storm. Great Gatsby. No. Damn it. Deja Vu. Deja Vu. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> Object Falling from Sky. Uh, uh, safety Not Guaranteed. No. What is uh, this? Object Falling from... Adoption. Hidden Camera. Character Name and Title. Innocence Lost. Insurance Agent. Spatial Loop. Storm at Water. Fear of Water. I know De- this. I know Deja this. Vu. I know Go this. On. I know it. Object I know it. Falling um, from Sky. It's, it's a, shut up. Shut up. Because he's going to get it. Uh, it's it's, it's that it. thing. It's the... <laughs> One with the guy. Uh, uh, Wet Hot American Summer? No, no, I know what it is. That's what I thought it was. I just don't remember the name of the movie. Well, you can't have the points then. It's, uh, no, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to give you no, I 10 seconds. Oh, sugar. Uh, Imagine the countdown theme's playing right now. Uh, <laughs> just adding pressure. Five, four, three, two, one. The Truman Show. I knew it was The Truman Show. Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. There's people I couldn't remember his name. I was like, the Walter screaming at their phones oh, now. No, oh, this is Truman it. Show. Yeah. Well, Chris wins this week. Uh, keyword countdown: six points to three. I'm going to keep a tally of every time that I do this. Oh, I can we not refresh? Fun. No, you cannot. I want a clean slate. But that was good. That was the last bit of stupendous stuff we've got. Uh, moving on to horrendous. Avatar 2's been delayed. Does anyone care? Nope. So, Star Wars Episode Eight has just been delayed from uh, summer 2017 to Christmas 2017. I actually forgot it was coming out summer 2017. How are they going to make that happen? Um, so, I Madness. literally lost nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't mind this so coming out. So, you clearly then, don't care about uh, Straight Avatar. after that then, well, well so, like shortly after that, it was announced that Avatar 2 has been delayed. Um, and they haven't even given it another release date. Yeah. Um, it's been in development for so long. Yeah, I know. Does anyone still like I, I, care? I've I've written so many stories over the last yeah. sort of seven or eight years about that movie. Um, I don't know. It made a bit. It made a two billion dollars. Like yeah. it's a it's a big deal. But had they left it too long? I don't know. J- James Cameron. Whenever you write him off, he'll yeah. come back and s- surprise you. So yeah. I just I, I'd love to see him do something else. Um, At what point do they do the studio just go, mate? Come on. That's enough now. Because it seems like a lot of this stuff is happening all the time. So I think they won't, though, as long as they have some sort of hope that it's going to make somewhere near the amount of money the first one so, did. Yeah. They're should probably just, just keep him back. I just it. want to see something new and fresh and original from him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was an amazing thing that he achieved. You know, it's just, we, there's so, you know, once he's gone, there'll be so few James Cameron films. Yeah. And it's a shame, really. We but deserve this, one every couple of years. I know, and to yeah. think of like a new film that's returning to the Avatar universe. The yeah. Avatar universe. You Sam Williams must be gutted because <laughs> he's, his career has taken such a nose out. Because like, he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden it was like, you know when Hollywood just decides, oh, this is the dude? He's a new, this is the yeah, guy yeah. that's going to be in all the films. And then he's kind of stopped a little bit. Although he is really good in Everest, even though he's got a tiny, tiny, oh, yeah. tiny part in that. But Battle Angel Attila, I think, is the uh, name yeah. of the one that he's, he, the other thing he developed at the same time as Avatar. Alita, yeah. Go, really through, yeah, yeah, go yeah. and do that. Go and do that. Yeah. Anyway, he's not going to listen to us. Prove us wrong. That's what I say. <laughs> Rory, what's horrendous for you? Passwords, What is apparently. horrendous is that people are still using some of the worst passwords. So recently, <laughs> uh, it was revealed that a company called Splash Data released some of the worst passwords yeah. uh, for 2015. Gav said there isn't enough games on this podcast. Let's step it up a bit, guys. Let's re- see if you guys can guess. Oh, you've done a little game. I've done a little game. See, this is good game. for me because, uh, like, Krupa... Like I told him not to do this, but Krupa's been replying to a lot some comments in the Facebook group. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, as we've changed I, I love, the sort I of like the as we've group. changed like the dates of the podcast goes out, lots of people were sort of worried that they were going to start getting old news. I kind of argue if you come to this podcast just for your news, there's probably better places you can come to it. It doesn't matter. IGN.com, exactly, perfect for news. Um, so I kind of like you know us Doing moving away stuff. from from news stories yeah, to totally. talking about hyperloops and passwords for exactly it. so what well the got? hyperloop of course is going to be old news by Friday everyone's going <laughs> to have heard about that they'll be swearing at me listening to the podcast there wasn't any we've not even spoken about games once though 
Yeah, I did called. have a game in there. I did have. <laughs> it doesn't the, matter. It's not in it now. All right, so. yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Destiny Two is delayed. All right, it's over. Uh, <laughs> let's see if you guys can guess. I've, I've picked a ten of the the worst ones. All right. So let's see if you can guess ten of the worst passwords. Okay. One two three four five six. One two three four five six. That's one. Yep. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, a B C D E F G. Um, password there's a, one. There's a variant of that, which is ABC one two three. Okay, I got it. That is one of the worst ones. Uh, yeah. Password. Password. Yeah. Well, Gav's killing it. Chris, come on, you're falling behind. Not Gav's um. got a hundred points. You've got minus three. <laughs> How about that? Huh? You, do you understand the game, Chris? Do you want me to teach you? How do you like them apples? Double O seven. No. Oh, here's a good one. Actually, um, we think it's because of obviously Star Wars coming back. But a lot of them are top three are uh, Star Wars. Related. No way. The Not fo- the top three, but the Force three of Awakens? the top ones. No, way simpler. Jedi. The people who are doing yeah, Luke Skywalker. Uh, no. Han Solo. Chewie. Close. Close. Eight Solo. Kylo Ren. Even more simpler than that. Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Solo nailed it. Leia. Leia's not one, but Leia. you're very close. You're very close with Leia. Princess. Jar Jar. Princess is another one. <laughs> princess? Princess. Are you, are you sure that's Star Wars related? <laughs> they are. It's yeah. Princess Star Wars related. Well, there's one that's just Star Wars. I'm pretty okay. sure that's Star Wars related. Yeah. No, it might be after the um, <laughs> the political defense program in America in the 80s. Could be. Um, so there's three more. There's three more on my list. Yeah. There's also, there's a very popular one that's pretty simple. Sex. No. Bleh, uh, it's to do with keyboard layout. Oh, like QWERTY. QWERTY. Okay. It's one. you got welcome. two left. Uh, welcome is actually one, yeah. Yeah. Ah! Well done. Sorry, yes. now you have two left. I'm just thinking about what my passwords are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, everyone's like, shit, shit, change their passwords while they're listening to the uh, podcast. I don't, I don't know, man. The last two are login uh, and football. 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 Yeah. yeah. I guess that works because it could be American football or, you know, yeah. the bad football. But... uh Either way, you'd think we'd be in, a, be in an age where people would be smart enough to do more complex passwords yeah, than Star Wars. I definitely need to change my mind. <laughs> yeah, now. Chris is like, yeah, totally. Who would, who would have princess? <laughs> um, okay, so final bit of horrendous stuff that's happened this week. Like, like I'm, I don't know what this is, so what I, have you done? I've talked on this podcast about times about the rules that I have when going to the cinema and how if anyone breaks those rules, I kind of go mad at them or, you know, just tell them, Stop talking, get off your phone, all that different stuff. I had three different texts from three different people uh, this week, dobbing in my girlfriend who uh, tweeted whilst watching The Revenant um, that she was bored watching The Revenant. Oh my God. And a little bit of my heart died. Like, gonna be sick. So many, like I had- How did she take the breakup? <laughs> well, I had a text and uh, she, I spoke to her after. She was like, oh, it was, in, it was in my jacket. No one could see it. I was like, doesn't matter. No excuses. Do not do it. And even like, I'm not particularly fond of The Revenant. And I told her, you're not going to like The Revenant. Do not go see it. It's a long movie. Um, and she still went and saw it and then did that. And I, I was feel, like... I feel physically sick. I know. I didn't know what to do. It was really sad. That is quite um, sad. So yeah, I, I just felt like I had to get that off my chest. That's that's even worse as well because I've been in the, in the spot where you have the temptation where for some reason, as soon as the movie starts, your phone goes like BS crazy and it starts vibrating, even though like no one is texted or called all day yeah. and it starts going nuts. And you think, you know, a family member has died or something. <laughs> it's That's like one thing. And then yeah. you can like maybe go to the bathroom and check it. But then to actually be the person who's yeah. sending out the message that's ah, pretty bad yeah subhuman scum so awful well, I was actually with someone once I was just literally as the film started um, he had a text he, well, he was checking Facebook just during the trailers mm-hmm. and it was just before the film started and he'd read a status that one of his friends had died and he was like he, I was like are you okay and he was like I think like someone's died so he was trying to work out if it was uh, if it was real or not. Oh, no. And I was in this really awkward position where... You didn't tell him to <laughs> No, I was, but I was in this really awkward position where he had his phone on. I was like, I said to him, let's just, just go. Let's mm. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's just leave now. And he was like, no, no, I don't, I don't know if it's real or not. And I was like, doesn't matter. Let's just go to the... We'll go to the pub. We'll find out if it's real. And then you need to sort this out. Because obviously he was really upset if this person was dead. And I kind of was just like... He still was just checking mm. his phone and stuff. And I was like, come on, man. Let's just, let's just go. And he didn't go. And so we sat through all of this is the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, of all films yeah, as well. I know, which is pretty bad. Do I want to know if it was real was or he, not? Was he going through every one real. of his Facebook oh, friends no. seeing if they were alive or dead? 
to teach one of them checking status up. He's like, he's alive. He's it wasn't alive. Someone dead now, was it? It was someone was oh, dead. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Someone yeah. was actually dead. Yeah. I'm glad I made a joke. Yeah. Good way to round things up. Yeah. <laughs> but that is that is a good way to round off the horrendous things. Do we have any feedback? Don't know. Did you bring any? No, I asked you to bring some. <laughs> when? I was wondering. I was like, I don't have any. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> no, weirdly, this is the first week ever we didn't get any feedback. So. Oh, excellent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so and and it's weird because next week we're going to have twice as much as well. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be strange. Shall I, shall I find a bit now while you're talking about yourself? I'll find one piece. Yeah. Truman uh, Show. That was a like googling yeah. feedback. Something not nasty. Okay, something Because we've had some nasty ones lately. Have we? Oh. Yeah, people just being a bit... Uh, nasty one about me and you. No. Yeah, which um, Rory, I read to Rory because yeah, it, it says, nice Rory, about me. says Rory's great and we were terrible yeah. and we shouldn't bully Rory. It was oh, quite nice. He's not bullying. Do you, do you feel Playful, bullied? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I talked to, oh, talk to Alex nice. after the podcast. Okay. So this is from, I haven't read this, so this is, this is going blind, but it starts <laughs> out with a compliment. So oh, okay. It's from uh, Michael Colbeck. Thanks, Michael. Okay. Uh, hey guys, great podcast. Ah. Just wanted to say that American TV series often start out really badly, then become awesome. So I don't think the first two episodes can determine oh, how right, good okay, they yeah. are. Yeah. This mostly applies to comedies like The US Office and Parks and Recs. Yeah. That's very true. I very just think true. it takes a while to get the characters right. So if someone is recommending a show that gets great, uh, they may well, be, may well be right. That's a good point, actually. I think it does apply more to... Comedies. To comedies. Definitely. I think I would agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Um, because because it, often with the drama, you can get a sense. But, you know, the dramas, some dramas do get better. Better. But yeah. just in this day and age, with the way it's being packaged, yeah. you can't stick around for that long. No. There's there's too much out, too much good stuff, and too much bad stuff. I also think with comedies, especially like comedies like Parks and Rec and The Office, which yep. like you can dip in anywhere in those, and like there is kind of an overarching storyline, but, yeah, but you can kind of dip yeah. in. Yeah. Whereas I really like to have like faith that the writers, producers, and directors of like a 13 episode show or a 24 episode show like know exactly where that show is going yeah. so it shouldn't be an excuse that all oh, the characters need to develop and stuff like that because they should already be well developed I think yeah. before you even start shooting I guess I guess I understand where he's coming from I mean one of my favorite comedies of all time uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm. I found it really hard to get into at the start and yeah. then of course the more it gets on the more you yeah. enjoy it and it is literally just because of uh, in the first season the limitations yeah. set by the studio meant yeah. that they had to be a certain type of character yeah and then of course towards the end when they're given the creative freedom yeah. the characters are have all been you know escalated to the point yeah. of insanity within their own characteristics yeah. and they're much more interesting but of course yeah. they couldn't have done that in the first season because no. you try to pitch that as a synopsis yeah that, that would that have been shot down that definitely happens with Parks and Rec when I recommend people yeah. to watch Parks and Rec I say don't even watch the first season mm. and skip straight to the second mm -hmm. season because from the second season on everyone is in their zone and everyone knows what each other's character is like um, Chris Pratt's character in the first series is a dick yeah, and he's just kind of like he's not funny and he's really mean and you don't get his sort of like soft nice side until well into the second season yeah he's just like that like rock star exactly, kind of yeah. like lazy guy um, but then he yeah. just becomes all got, sweet and adorable I, got, I found some more feedback <laughs> nice. amazing I've so collected it all together okay um, this is from Max Spaulding who Hi, Max. says um, good name Thanks to Gav's recommendation, I started Friday Night Lights just over a week ago and I'm already on season four. Boom. Love it. The story is very well written. The characters are really engaging and you genuinely care what happens to them. I know Krupa has also now watched it, so I was wondering who your favourite characters were and why. I have to say Riggins is my favourite, the brooding number 33. Yeah. Also, why did JD become a massive dick between seasons three and four? Keep up the good work. Yeah. Thanks, Max. <laughs> uh, favourite characters? Rory, you've seen all this as well, haven't you? No, yeah. I haven't. Oh, I thought you had. I might as well watch it now because I have yeah. nothing invested in the real football coach and his wife I think that is one of the best husband wife combinations on telly um, I think it's really really good I think like the way that they interact about some stuff and like things crop up in the relationship and you think oh that's a bit rubbish that they've decided to go for that like trope and the way they deal with it is different to every other couple on telly yeah. I think I think it's really good I think that's a show that absolutely I my brother is a huge yeah. fan of it and he told me to watch the first episode or yeah. two did not get into it but then apparently it just it gets yeah fantastic. and then My Michael B. Jordan comes into it as well and he's brilliant in it and he I should really, really check really it out character. I should check it out um, have you seen the Amy Schumer spoof yeah <laughs> she, it's really good because she manages to spoof not only Friday Night Lights but also uh, Rape yeah in the space of uh, one sketch and no. it's, it's absolutely brilliant it's I really thought it was on, so yeah. clever yeah. and I love that every time it cuts back to her as to why she's got a bigger glass of wine right, so yeah. by the end it's like this <laughs> yeah that is really really good very um, good so yeah some great <laughs> feedback there thank you for writing in yeah. uh, if people want to write in what's the, what's the address Rory 
IGN <laughs> underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. That yeah. is correct. Yes. I haven't had to say it in a while. And that's that. So thank yeah. you for listening. Thanks for thank watching. And don't forget to Google Glasgow Film Festival IGN and come join us on February the 24th if you can. And yes. Pinglings. Pinglings. Watch the Pinglings video. It was such a strong ending. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrecked it. Oh. <laughs> it's right. I'll try and walk out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>